Hello and welcome to Be Powerful with Liz and Lee. It's a new day and we're so glad you're here. So you can expect to hear candid conversations on what it means to be powerful. Live authentically, live in the midst of ups and downs, productively, and above all else, joyfully. We are so thankful for you, our community of listeners, and we hope you enjoy today's show. Right. Hi, everybody. Hi, Liz. Hi, Lee. And hello to our guest today, Lauren Woodruff. Thank you for being here. Hello. We've already had so much fun pre-recording. I know this is going to be amazing. We have. Thank you so much for coming on. We have been really excited to really get to know you and talk about you, who you are, what you're passionate about. You are a life coach. You are a fellow podcaster. Y'all can all see if you're watching on YouTube, Grab Life by the Goals, obviously, is the title of your podcast. And we're really excited also to get into a summit that you're hosting in the start of the new year. Yes. So let's just get to it. Lauren, Grab Life by the Goals. Tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Yes. Thank you for that warm intro. We share so many of the same passions. This is going to be a great conversation. So Grab Life by the Goals is the name of my company. It's a movement that I've been developing for seven years. I wasn't called that at the beginning. And the reason I call it Grab Life by the Goals is I feel like your goals should enhance your life, not just be something that you check the box with. And this is very personal to me because I grew up after college with a good on paper investment banking job that left me feeling really dead and empty inside. So I was accomplishing my goals, but I wasn't living my life. Uh And so I have been personally on this journey for seven years of breaking out of that and finding my authentic purpose and creating a business and a life that feels like me, like the freak flag, you know, funny, not conventional, non-vanilla version of me. And so I love helping people do the same. And a lot of times this manifests as a career change, like, like for me, going from, you know, business to entrepreneurship was one thing, but this can manifest so many ways. This can manifest in where you live, who you're with, how you spend your time, where you invest your money, what you're passionate about. I mean, I just think life is too short to live a vanilla life when you're really craving Rocky Road. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you are you're speaking to the choir here. That's I mean, exactly right. the same way. That's the, the best way to begin this conversation is that sometimes when you see, oh gosh, we're going to talk about goals and life coaching in this like productivity driven culture that to your point, I mean, living a passionate life and not just checking off the box is so important. Yeah, that's um, because in my life, in my business life, I have, mine is about passion. My whole business is about passion. Mm -hmm. Passion that drives me are, it's very interesting and I cannot wait to dive into your goal setting is, is, is about community and really driving to my best self, which means you want the people in your life and surrounding you and the people that are your clients to be finding their best selves, right? And exactly. we, we use the word authenticity uh, extra, way too many times, but there's very few ways to say it. Integrity, you know, living your truth. And mm-hmm. I think when you are living your truth and you're, and you're setting your goals um, with that in mind, with your integrity, that you can achieve so much. And I think that's probably what you do is, you know, you are more in the business. You're a business coach, a life coach. Do the two meld? I mean, of course they do. <laughs> they definitely do. And I love all the different words we're using for authenticity. The one mm-hmm. I like to use is a fully expressed life. Yes. I hate the idea of leaving parts of myself on a shelf to collect dust because I'm scared or I feel like people will judge me. I would rather let it all hang out. 
as crazy as that sounds. And <laughs> yeah. And we to did. answer your question about life so coaching good. and business coaching. So when I was on the trading floor of a global bank and was like, I don't want to do this the rest of my life. I love bank software, but not enough to do this with my life. I hired a life coach, Sarah Olin, who's going to be speaking at the summit. Oh, along I with love Liz. Sarah. I cannot wait. Good. Yes. So Sarah was my first life coach and she caught me in a moment of total breakdown. And I mean, it was breakdown. I was having an identity, I guess, a quarter midlife crisis. Like I'm successful. I'm making money, but I'm, why am I drinking so much? Why is my marriage on the rocks? Like, why am I so unhappy when I have all the things that I had been working toward? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I either need a therapist or a life coach. I ended up going the life coach route. And she was like, what do you really want to do? And I said to her, I'd love to do what you do, but I'm afraid it's not a real job. And in hindsight, I'm like, Sarah and I are really good friends. I'm like, I can't believe I freaking said that. She took that well, didn't she? (laughs) She goes, oh girl, it's a real job because she's super successful at this. She's amazing at what she does. And so she gave me that permission, if you will, to go after something and that I thought was impossible. Like, how do you leap out of investment banking to running your own life coaching business? How do you make the money? What are my banking friends going to think? What's my husband going to think? What are my parents going to think that I'm not going to have that 401k and that steady bank job? So it was tons and tons of fear around it, but with her help and then subsequent coaches, I did that thing. That is, And then all my life coaching clients were like, how did you do that thing? And I started, you know, creating a framework. I'm like, oh shit, I guess I'm a business coach now. So I'm an accidental business coach, but really the core of it all is breaking out of good on paper, what you should do to Mm. what you really want to do and be in this world. That's like the bottom line of it all. And who wrote these papers anyway? I mean, so far, I mean, really and truly, when you try to do what society or your parents or your husband or whoever expects these things of you, it's all until it's really about who you are and what your goals and and what makes you deeply inside uh, satisfied and balanced and peaceful and happy-ish. I think happy is a little overused, but just sort of peaceful, this is who I am. Then you can't really actually completely succeed. Is that correct in your world? If your definition of success is to be happy, then I agree with you, Liz. Yeah. I don't think you're living a successful life if you are measuring yourself by other people's measuring sticks. Right. I had a funny moment about this. I'll share the story with you guys. Um, this still comes up for me. So if you follow me on Instagram or wherever, you'll see I I use all kinds of F-bombs and inappropriate <laughs> jokes. Like I love stand-up comedy. I love dirty jokes. So I have all of that out there, but I was recently asked to speak at Wake Forest just last week. So mm. I came in and spoke to their MBA students about multiple income streams. And my imposter syndrome came up because I'm like, can I be myself? Can I really make like the penis joke? I always make jokes about penises in my speeches, <laughs> in my content. I don't know why, like core theme, core theme in my speaking. And I'm like, I can't make the dick joke in front of the Wake Forest MBA students. And so my identities were battling each other. And that old self came up where I'm like, do I need to be the old Lauren that used to work in investment banking and and wax on that? Or can I be like, no, you can break out of this shit and do and be what you want to do. So I found a good middle ground. I didn't, I did not talk about penises at Wake Forest, but I did share (laughs) some funny. Good bad the school that it is. (laughs) But this comes up all the time. And yeah. I think the more we can be fully expressed, right? the more it serves others. Right. It does not serve anybody to pretend to be someone else. No. And so when you made that speech and when you melded those two people together, because that's really what you're trying to do always, is you don't want to drop who you were before in your investment banking because you are brilliant in that. But in your new, more carefree, as you say, in your freak flag world, (laughs) you are much more than that. So when you meld those two together, it's pretty powerful, I would think. 
What has that been like for you guys? Because I know you guys have gone through this big transformation. How much of the old remains and how much of the new, like, do you meld these two? That's such a good question back to us. And I mean, I'll answer for me. Um, I What I've done is the it is a melding but it's an enhancement it is an it is an expansiveness that when I set a goal I smash it I don't wow that sounds really conceited doesn't it Mm -hmm, I I literally once you are working from your quote-unquote authentic self I'm really going to come up with a new word for it (laughs) but more a more expansive self a more deep truth that causes the freedom that the relationship that really you and I coming out and and being the way we are in that process. I'm 20 times better. I'm better at my business. My business is 100 times better. My relationships with not just myself, especially with myself, but with all other people that I'm in relationship with is finally real. And some of that realness takes some, you know, real is not always beautiful and shiny and pretty. So that kind of my relationships have done what they needed to do in order to finally also become real, right? Mm -hmm. That takes, in my book, all the courage in the world. And that's my watchword these days is courage because courage doesn't mean you come without fear to stand in front of people and speak your, your expertise, your truth, and you meld those two things together. Courage from comes from walking through that fear and not being afraid to be who you are, being terrified possibly at the time of whatever that thing is you're doing, but doing it anyway, and then shining so much, you're just like, wow, I just did that. And you just, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. just amazed at things that happen once you live out of your true self. Right. I mean, for me, I'm not sure if it's really a melding to your point about growth and expansion. Mm-hmm. I think it serves us well to always kind of go back to who we are at our core you know there's plenty of things that we can explore that we that are not serving us that we need to try mm-hmm. to grow out of and our habits and behaviors but I think it is and I don't think authenticity has to be such a word we're all so sick of I mean like you're why? Right. you know I mean we know what that means and I think it's a powerful word yeah. so I say go for it but I like to honor who I've always been Mm -hmm. and just kind of review and understand how that's made me who I am and how it has or hasn't served me Mm -hmm. and kind of go from there. I'm going to ask you a question too. So, I mean, I'm so fascinated with a life coach and I probably need one. I've never gone to one. (laughs) You're my first one. I actually know Sarah, but she's never actually been my life coach. The setting of goals. We talked about this, I believe in our last podcast, what I do is I write these lists down and I write down what's, what's not working for me, <laughs> which mm-hmm. opens up the, if I get rid of the things that are not working for me on the piece of paper, then it opens up a blank piece of paper, which to me is like the paper of possibility. Ooh, and I love the paper of possibility. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's sort of because I don't always know what I want because I can't even imagine. I just always know I, I, I want to be expanded. I want more, mm-hmm. not more things, not, but more of that juiciness of life, you know? And when you yeah. really try to live out of that, you get when you're in the flow, there it is, the flow. Yeah. No, I love that. I think the simplest formula for life coaching is this. What do you want? But no, seriously, what do you really want? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously. And, and that, that's the uncovering because when I first start working with someone, they'll be like, well, I want to start my own business. I'm like, great. A lot of people I work with want that. 
but why? What is it you want? Is it a shit ton of money? Is it to travel the world? Is it impact? Is it a voice? Is it a stage? Like, what do you really want? Yeah. Well, what I really want is to be a worldwide speaker, but I could never do that. So I better just start with a side hustle. And so we're like, okay, let's create a vision where you are actually speaking on stages worldwide. For example, let's lean into that. And then phase two is, okay, why can't you have what you want? What's in the way? Mm-hmm. And are they real or imagined? Because sometimes the things in the way are real. Like, I don't know how to construct a speech. I don't know how to get booked. Okay, cool. Those are skills gaps. We can close those. Yes. The mindset ones are, I don't believe I'm worthy. I don't believe anybody will listen to me. I don't have anything important to say. Well, that's where the coaching coaching comes in Uh, and the worthiness and the mindset work. Yeah. And then phase three is like, if I've done my job as a coach, it's like, okay, I know what I want. I believe I'm worthy of it. I see I have some skills gaps, but we're going to close those. Last phase is what's next. Your Mm -hmm. VNS, your very next step. What are you going to do? So our job is to make sure that you are doing things in alignment with your vision. Yeah. And not doing other things that are actually avoiding your vision. Right. The safe place. Which we tend to do. Yeah, the safe, but it, it, it's sort of like the onion, peeling off the onion. You know, what's down in there after you get all those layers of the 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 BS and the uh, society and my teacher told me I'd never be anything. And when you right. said the old, whole unworthiness thing, I, I absorbed that so deeply. And I bet you many, many people do, especially the women in the world. I think uh, men don't absorb it sometimes as much as women, but yeah in my, in my um, history of that. But yeah, so that's, it's sort of like, you have to peel that away. First of all, they've got to see that they're actually worthy or see that they actually, oh, I, you mean I only have to do these three steps and then I could actually write that book or I could go on that speaking engagement or, you know, so that is so valuable. I could have used you years ago. <laughs> I mean, you saved a lot of trouble and time. <laughs> well, that's what Sarah did for me because I'm like, I came from investment banking. You'd think I would know a thing or two about business, but I'm like, I don't know how to get a client, a website, an LLC, money, marketing, sales. I don't know how to do any of it. And I didn't. Right. And so she was like, it's clear you want this thing. It's clear as possible because I've done it. So your very next step is to sign up for coach training. Great. And then we take the next step after that, the next step after that. So it's really just creating action toward your goals, Uh which sounds too simple to be valuable, but it's really that simple. Action toward your goals. That's right. You've got to move. We talk about movement all the time. Right. You mm. can't sit still. You can't sit still, hold your breath and wait, or you'll right. die <laughs> literally and figuratively. So yeah. um, it's just to keep moving through it. And, and, and if you don't have a life coach, A, get one and B, if you can't get one, get one anyway, and C, if you can't <laughs> get one, just keep moving. Liz, you know what time of year it is. It's spray tan time. Spray tan time because the holiday season and the parties are upon us. And I, for one, am always pale. You're looking good, but that's because you keep your glow going with no shade spray tanning. Isn't that right? I love Holly. She comes to my house. That is the beauty uh-huh. of this deal. Yes. Oh my gosh. So all you have to do is go to no shade spray tanning.com, book your appointment. Holly will come to you, pop up her tent, mix a perfect color for you. Yes. Because we do not Mine have the same color. Much, much deeper than yours. <laughs> <laughs> and we both look and feel amazing for at least a week. Last time we got a spray tan, oh, yeah. everyone at the studio was freaking out. Wow, y'all look great. Makes you feel good and confident and glowing. And it's just as easy as clicking the link and letting her come to you. Happy tanning. Keep moving. See what works. That didn't work for me. Oh, well, 
that failure is over there. Move through it, right? You I mean, got it. And I think this is what people, myself included, struggle with the most, especially for high performers. We want it to be perfect. We mm-hmm. want it to be like it is at school or at work, where if we do well, we get an A and yes. failure is a ding or a red mark on your paper. Out here in the world of like transformative goals, you will fail a lot. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people one thing I, my favorite part about myself as a coach is I fail publicly often. I'm not telling anybody like starting my business was perfect and exiting investment banking was so smooth. And I've just made a ton of money and not worried about it ever since. Like I have fucked up so many times along the way and lost money and made bad decisions. And I share those publicly because I think your ability to navigate failure uh-huh. is probably the biggest indicator that the ability to decide one and the ability to fail and get up anyways and go again is number two. I think these are the two biggest things when it comes to moving toward big goals. Right. Again, courage. Can I, can I switch gears for a minute? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to your investment banking work. Um, we had talked about this in the car. We were listening to your podcast, sort of preparing for this interview. And we were both going, wow. I mean, she comes from culture. The culture of business, it seems to me, because the, the only business I've always been an entrepreneur. I don't know anything else. If I was in a culture where I had to tick off the boxes and I had to do this to get the promotion, it feels very, without using, very masculine instead of, you know, it feels very out of balance, like very yang and very force driven and very male, even though I don't like to use the word male and female because it's the energy of, it seems like the work systems that we're in are very, um, are very, very male oriented. Right. And so do you find that women like you were, you were young, you're successful. Did you feel like, gosh, I couldn't be myself because I'm in this sort of like masculine forced atmosphere where I've got to go, 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 go. Whereas if you could have really, and maybe you still will because you're so young and you can do whatever you want, bring the skills you have of the feminine side of the world. You know, and I, again, I'm not talking about men and women. I'm just talking about the energy into the workplace that you know can multitask that can sit with things and that mm. don't have to force things down you know check the boxes how that could be more successful in in the business atmosphere i think you're right and i worked in a hyper masculine space on the trading floor and mm. i do know what you mean men and women can each feel masculine and feminine energy so i know what you mean about not prescribing genders but Right. Yeah. In the world of banking, it's numbers, right? I wasn't a trader, but the traders were judged on how much money they made. Right. And I was judged on how I ticked the boxes on my performance review. So yes, hyper left brained, no room for creativity, mm-hmm. no room for intuition, no room really for connection and relationships. Although they, they kind of encourage that. that, that wasn't really a driver. And so when I got out of banking, I swung the other way and was kind of lost in the woods a little bit because I did not have a boss. I did not have the boxes to check. I had to make up the boxes and I didn't know what I was doing and I was insecure, right? So what we were talking about earlier about evolving your past selves, it's wonderful, like no regrets about the past. Even if you lived inauthentically for some period of time, I got some hard skills. Yeah. I got some tenacity. I got some some financial skills over there in the bank, right? And they're under, I could talk about those at Wake Forest. And I can talk about how your free flag is your moneymaker. And how I accidentally spent $9,000 in my side hustle on a bad nose job. Like I did, I did tell that joke at. That's awesome. 
That's really good. Yeah, I did. I know this, this, believe it or not, is an after nose. I got to get it redone. But the universe was like, girl, that's not smart. Don't spend your, don't, oh, thank you. But don't spend your business money on plastic surgery. Like save it for your business. Right. So I, I did tell that story at Wake Forest and it, it got a little laugh out of the room. Yeah. And then they were, then they were focused on your nose the rest of the time. And you I know it. it. I know. <laughs> and now you guys will be too. No, I am. I'm totally focused on it. I'm just saving. That's great. So what's interesting to me is what I'm kind of hearing a little bit is that the practice is a, tends towards people who want to fly the coop, who it's not working for them. They want to get out and totally change life paths. Do you also, are you also able to coach people within their path that they're staying on? Absolutely. Right. I mean, talk more about that, how it's not necessarily like we do have to always swing the pendulum if things aren't okay. How can we adapt to where we are and maybe help change the culture in which we're in for the positive? Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up, Lee. So the way to work with me is in a program called the Grab Life by the Goal Squad. It's a year-long coaching membership and it has four tracks. So one is start your business, one is grow your business, but then there's career upgrade and lock in your lifestyle. And so understanding where you need to focus in a given season of life, focusing on any one of those will improve the rest. But to your point, you don't have to quit your job. You don't have to start a business. You don't have to leave your marriage. You don't have to move cities. You don't have to make a drastic change to change your life. And so I think the best analogy is that show, uh, Love It or List It. Have you guys seen that on HGTV? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so they're in a home that's no longer working for them. And so you've got two options, renovate the home and make it better or leave and find a different home. Either of those is a viable option. You can renovate your life with a lot of intention because when they do the renovation on that show, they're really like, how old are your kids? Where do you eat dinner? Do you need a backyard? Like they're really taking a look at what that family wants and needs and crafting a home that gets them there. So you don't have to like jump ship, but you do have to be intentional about creating a life that moves you toward the experience you want to have. There you go. That's brilliant. That's a really good good. analogy too. Right. It is a great analogy because I think some people sit in the fear of like, well, I can't rock the boat this much, but it's Mm -hmm. still not serving me. So where can I go? And I love that you approach it both ways. Mm -hmm. I just ran a challenge um, called the happiness sprint. It was a two week happiness challenge. And all we did was we had one call the first Monday about like, what makes you happy? Cool. And then every day at 8.30 a.m., we got on a Zoom line for 15 minutes and talked about happiness for two weeks. That was That's fun. it. Whole challenge, right? It was 49 bucks. These women at the end were writing me letters and texts that were like, this has actually changed my life. Wow. And I didn't think it would. I'm like, I'm going to try this thing out. I've never done a happiness really? challenge. In my and it wasn't anything super high-minded. I recommended some books, you know, but these women were in community. They formed a habit every day at 8.30. They got on the line and they were like, this pissed me off. I need to get back to my happy state or people shared their happiness moments. So simple. Really? Right. Yeah. Just spend 15 minutes at 8.30 a.m. thinking or talking about happiness. And these women reported life-changing results, which I didn't even know would happen. I kind of think you need to do that every single day. Right. I mean, come on. That's a brilliant idea because we focus so much on, oh no, oh no, what if I've done this wrong? Or, you know, we, I think no matter how evolved we are all getting, and I think we are all doing really well, at least, you know, we are, I feel like we are. (laughs) I do still focus on some of the, I really need to get this done. Then you do that. Or, you know, the sort of the, I need to moments. I should, I need. How about I've done, I've exceeded and I'm happy. 
you know, or just unhappy. I love that because I don't, I don't think a lot of people really spend time on that, you know, right, and, right. and I'm not sure, you know, it's not going to be a, an organic sort of a, a conversation you have with your friends that you get mm-hmm. together with either on Zoom, but, but you, it will be fun. I mean, anything that, if it's not happy, don't bring it up. I don't know. I can't imagine what that was like. Yeah. I mean, I think you, to, to your point, I mean, it's that community and that habit and that restructure and that reframe of choosing how you're going to set the pace, I guess, for your day, the intentions mm-hmm. for your day. And it's simple, but powerful. Sometimes we yeah. overthink yeah. what we need to do. And I think yeah. going back to the roots. Just getting light. We did a podcast, or maybe we haven't. I think we scrapped it. We did one on, and we're going to redo it, on play and how important play is in being creative and how we we try to you know set these goals, like I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to have this business do that or the other. Just play and let your mind go and things come to you sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. releasing that need to, you know, constantly have the mental focus how about we just let the mental go for a while let our spirits play and see what comes to us I don't know I've heard that called a fertile void so if you actually create space in your mind yes the universe can allow things to flow into it but when all day long we're like to-do list to-do list meeting meeting beating Mm -hmm. ourselves up cooking dinner like when our brains are full of stuff that we didn't purposely put there right there's no space for the universe to flow creativity in Right, right. So I suggest fertile void. Is that what you said? It's kind of a weird way to say it, but I've always liked that. I think it's because things can be born, you know, things can be born in that space. Fertile void, sort of like the great mother. (laughs) Sorry. I know we're getting a little, we're getting a little witchy woo. We're getting a little bit esoteric over here. (laughs) We all know how important it is to fuel yourself just right every morning. Liz, what's your jet fuel? It's the HSM smoothie, of course. Obviously. But also, I've got a new little thing You've got a new friend? From Sakara Life, the metabolism super powder is your go-to. It fires up your metabolism, curbs sugar cravings, helps ease bloat, and is it delicious? Oh, it's so good, especially in your coffee. It's ah, got a great taste. Dump it in the coffee, it. blend it dump up it and Dump it in go. the coffee, blend it, and be excited because you're going to love it. <laughs> Y'all go to sakaralife.com. When you check out, you'll receive 20% off your order, which is a great deal by using the code XOLIZHSM. That's XOLIZHSM for 20% off your order at sakaralife.com. I'm curious the intersection, especially just coming from fitness, mm-hmm. where you see people's health and lifestyles falling off and how much of that is a part of grabbing life by the goals. It's a huge part. Mindfulness and physical health mm-hmm. is the X factor, in my opinion. I know you guys will agree with me on this. I have been going through for the last couple of months a fitness challenge of my own. I've been doing 75 hard. And have you heard of this challenge? No, tell me what you're doing. Tell me what. Okay. So it's a challenge. You know, it's kind of a worldwide thing, I guess, but I decided to sign up. It's kind of like a whole 30 on steroids. So you, for two months straight or three, 75 days, you commit to working out twice a day, which is a lot. For how long? 45 minutes. Okay. Now these workouts can be a walk. They can be a yoga, like they can be whatever you want them to be. And then stick to a diet for 75 days and then write in a journal and take a progress picture, gallon of water. It's like a really challenging challenge. Yeah. But during this time, oh, no alcohol. That's a key one too. Wow. Okay. Over the last two months, I have had record revenue records. Like October was record revenue month in the last seven years. 
And I'm like, I don't think it's a surprise that my mind and body were very clean and healthy. Yes. Right. I had the energy to go speak to more people and make more content and be brave and, you know, wake up early and start work earlier or journal. Like, I think the mind body connection is the X factor. And it's the one that people put on the back burner. I think it's the factor. I I think the body to even try to, to separate the two, if you separate the body from your emotional state or your mental state, or especially from your, especially from your spiritual state, then you're just, you're living a a life that's empty. This we are in a physical form. Our bodies are going to react to what's going on mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and what we put into our bodies and how we move it is is key. And people say to me, "What's that one thing I need to do?" And I always say, "Stand up, get on your feet, and and move." You know, it's simply we're in a world of especially people that are working in jobs where they are required to be in offices and things. There is some real trouble there. Mm-hmm. I think they're you know, mentally, emotionally can really suffer if they are not using their, you know, that one, one hour workout they do at five 30 in the morning. So they can be at work by seven 30 is not going to cut it. They're going to need to continue to move throughout the day in order to stimulate their mental facilities and get and and have that creative spirit, right? Mm-hmm. I've um, heard it said that sitting is the new smoking. It's that dangerous for you? Yeah. Well, sitting when you're sitting, you're dying. I say it more dr- drastically. Yeah. When you're moving, yep. you're living. When you're sitting, you're dying. Now we need to rest. By the way, we don't need to run all day long. And the balance is to always listen to your body and rest it. But if you're just sitting around and you know eating your whatever on the sofa (laughs) everybody loves that little downtime but it can't be all the time or if you're sitting on the phone with your boss going oh my god yes I'm gonna do this I've got all these things I'm gonna do all these things get up and walk around while you're talking to your boss you're gonna be a little bit more in your own in your on your own feet in your own space in your own power I think yeah something like 80 percent of chronic diseases are lifestyle induced so mm-hmm. our healthcare system is like overwhelmed with people who have preventable chronic disease. Right. So this right. is something that really interests me. These are things that can be solved for free with the things that you're talking about, but they require a bit of discipline, a bit of commitment, right? To remind yourself to move, remind yourself to eat foods that nourish you, remind yourself to be in community and in social settings that fuel you. Like these are healthy lifestyle choices and frankly, performance tools. Right. If you really like, I have a theory if somebody wanted to make more money in their investment portfolio, they should take care of their bodies because they will make more sound decisions. <laughs> I agree with that 100%. Yes. Okay, so people can find you and join you by doing the Grab Life by the Goal Squad. So that's a yearly community driven. Is that also one-on-one or is it separate coaching and squatting? <laughs> so I do a limited amount of one-on-one, but almost everybody comes into this community. And so okay. here's how it was born. I have been coaching, like I said, for seven years, doing one-on-one then small groups. And then after doing these groups for a few years, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got over a hundred alumni and they've all found each other. They weren't all in the same group at the same time, but these two were on a podcast and these two are hiring each other. And I'm like, oh my gosh, a a squad happened. I didn't even need it to. That's great. And then earlier this year, someone came to me and they're like, how do I join your squad? I said, oh, I guess you go through one of my coaching programs. They're like, I don't want to do that. I just want to join your squad. (laughs) And this idea was born of like, oh, we have a kick-ass community of it's not all women, it is mostly women, but we've got this kick-ass community of entrepreneur and upwardly mobile people who are really positive. They have, they want to kick ass in life. People want to come in here. So I formed this membership. 
And it is all about the community because I am a great coach guys, but I don't know everything. I'm surrounded by people smarter than me. So if you come into the squad, say to start a business, you've got me as a strategy coach, but we've also got a CFO and an operations person and a marketing person and a legal person. Like I don't do all that stuff. The squad is stronger when we can tap into the collective. And so what we found is it's 50% goal oriented, 50% social. That is brilliant. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Can you speak about the uh, event you're going to have in January? Because that sounds sort of like what you're planning here in Charlotte. In the- it is. So this weekend event, which is, it's called the Grab Life by the Goals Annual Summit. It's January 7th and 8th, Uptown Charlotte at the Marriott Center City. Liz is a keynote speaker at this conference. I could not be more excited because, oh, uh, and I love that we talked about play a moment ago because technically this is a two-day personal development conference, but it's not going to be that stuffy. We are going to be playing the entire time. We're going to be doing silly games. I'm going to be telling gnarly failure stories. We have stand-up comedians. We have swag. It's basically going to be the funnest goal-setting conference you've ever been to. Sweet. I'm in. That, yeah, that, I am totally in that. <laughs> I love it. In. And by the way, I'm really pleased that you've asked me to speak because I'm going to be the one person we talked about this before that's not the life coach <laughs> on the stage. So, hey, this will be fun. I, I can't are. wait. Just not that type. Well, not yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you could be. I mean, it was a very specific request because I am personally very inspired by your story that you had the bravery to make these transitions that you did and to come together and find each other and then to tell your story in a national news outlet. Yeah, I know all of that took major, major bravery. And I want people sitting in the audience to be like, wow, maybe I can go for that thing that I really want. Like Liz faced major obstacles. Liz and Lee faced a lot of pressures, probably a lot of self-doubt, a lot of questions during the process, but they did it. And so maybe there'll be some people in the audience that are able to go for their thing when they hear your story. I really appreciate you saying that because there are two trains of thought, as you can imagine, when the, the Huffington Post article came out was like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, why are you so public with that? As in, who are you to say these things or something? And then there was, but then there was another person that said, well, I don't want to be out of my relationship. I just want to enhance my relationship. People were motivated to find their, find what was the truth. You don't have to wait to be married you know, X amount of years, 30 some years, and then decide this is, this didn't work out after all. Right. Yeah. Grab life by the goals, grab life by the, the heart of it, the love of it, the excitement of it and have courage. I think this is just my, that my thing is courage. That's so important to me. And it took me a long time to do it. And if by writing that article or talking about it on the podcast or going on TV or whatever, can inspire someone to just have the courage to make that call, whatever it is. Right. And I do want to be clear. I don't think there's as much courage in telling the story afterwards. I think Mm. the courage is, I want people to be aware that there was a very hard, scary, alone struggle time for you, for me, for the both of us, for Mm. anybody involved, just because I can speak to, to our example, but for anybody needing or wanting to make a change like that knowledge that it is very difficult yes and it won't be all shiny but when you do listen to yourself there is that other side where you can then share right. the power of that courage later and know that it's going to be okay and and, and to understand that someone has lived that yeah. or a version of that and sort of has your back 
Yeah. I think we all want to feel like somebody has our back or someone's listening to us and that we are important no matter what we do, because every single human has a spark in them that can be anything they want to be or to love anyone they want to love. And so, and they finally just have, know that somebody is supporting them, lifting them, holding them, then sometimes that can help them move forward. That's just what you're doing. Yeah. And that's what y'all are doing. I mean, that's, that can make all the difference. Yes. If I didn't have Sarah Olin as my coach saying, you can do this because none of my friends understood it. Uh, my boss didn't get it. My husband didn't really get it. I don't think he's yeah. really just this whole life coaching thing, but having people that are like, still here. Do this. I did it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and I got to give him credit. He came up with the term grab life by the goals one night when he was drunk and it has stuck for like four years. So he's, he's biggest supporter, but like all this coachy, you know, stuff we're talking about. So having someone in your corner, that's like, look, you're about to go through, you've declared a big goal Mm -hmm. or you're facing down a big transformation and you're terrified Mm -hmm. and that's normal. And there will be a dark Valley. Like there's going to be the excitement phase when you start. And then there's going to be the dark Valley of self-doubt, other people doubting you, the maybe wanting to go back. And then the, the perseverance and pushing through and then the reward, like there's going to be this journey and it's not going to take 24 hours. Yeah, it's going to, but right when you think you've gotten through it, you'll, you'll see, oh, there's other things, you know, I mean, our, at least the process of really, if you've got a lot of layers to peel off, the more yeah. layers you've got to peer, peel off, it's going to take a minute and you're going to have your highs and lows. And then you're just going to go, Hey, screw it. This is who I am. This is how it's going to work out. Oh, I love that. Screw I mean, it. Yeah. This is who I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. He, th- like that could be your whole speech. Screw it. Yeah. This is who I am. <laughs> yeah. This is, you know, I've got no more explanation anymore. You're well, going to deal with That's such a, I mean, that's true. I'll go back to when we talked about melding ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's just age and experience of, I don't care that much anymore about what anybody else thinks if the people around me are safe and I feel, you know, right. Happy and content and sure of who I am. And you're spreading that truth and that it's, it's love. It's a vibration. Yeah. You're spreading that. And it's not all, you know, positive vibes again, or way ever use, because I don't want it to be just be that it's the vibration of, of, of expansion and of acceptance. Once you, you can tell people that accept themselves yes. and then you've got the permission to accept yourself. Well, Look at her. She's this life coach now. And she used to be, you know, under the thumb of all these, you know, she made a lot of money and all that, but she's owning her own space. Now I can own my own space, right? That's what we do for each other. I love that. Absolutely. And when you step into that vibration of expansion, like you're talking about, you will no longer be a vibrational match for people who aren't. Right. And there can be, there can be a little bit of friction as those relationships create distance, right? Like that's true. I took a year off of alcohol a few years ago. And that was kind of funny because I had some major cheerleaders and some major people that kind of stopped calling me to hang out. Right. So you quit say it again. You started, you stopped drinking alcohol a few years. I took ago. a year off. I drank a little okay. bit now, but I did a sober year and I, I thought about sticking with it, but I, I enjoy some wine and champagne now and then. So sure. during yeah. that year, there were some people that were like, You're fine. You don't have a drinking problem. Just have one, right? And I'm like, you're not getting my vibration of expansion. I'm pushing myself to do something healthy for my mind and body. Like my body is craving this year off. Yeah. And so some people will, will weed out. There are a lot of people, yeah. you know, I've even had some friends say to me, like, 
the way I talk in my content or the way I'm chatting with you guys now, we're talking penis, we're talking, you know, freak flags. And <laughs> I've had some people very close to me be like, Warren, you know, you don't have to do that. You don't have to curse. You don't have to say that stuff. You're good okay. without it. And I get, I bristle at that a little bit because I'm like, no, that's screw it. That's who I am. That's I think that's I funny. That's funny. I'm going to say it. And if you don't think it's funny, that's totally fine by me. That's yes. Right. It's not important that you like it. It's important that I like it. Yes. <laughs> I yes. love that. You're about the fresh You air. are. I mean, oh, likewise. I mean, I'm, this is such a pleasure. I mean, we are, so we're all, we're sort of, sort of we're landing the plane. Okay. I can feel it happening. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be with you the first week in January. Right. Oh, I can't January. wait. I cannot wait. I want everyone to come to that. That'll be in the show notes for everybody to sign exactly. up. Exactly. And, and we'll put all the information for her, your podcast, Grab Life by the Goals. And now tell us a little bit more and we'll put it in the notes. Instagram, where's your, where's your social media presence that you love to, you know, flourish in? I think Instagram is probably the easiest, although I do okay. dabble on LinkedIn. They, they get a penis joke or two over there on, yeah. on the professional platform. <laughs> no, I but my Instagram it. handle is at Lauren Widrick. Or you can go to my website, laurenwidrick.com, and it's got the tickets for the summit that Liz will be speaking at and all the other goodies. Well, we are, you are a delight. And just to, like you said, just a brightness of our day. And I want us to do the happiness thing. We're going to start I doing the happiness that. thing. Just to yep. make, you know, people make a grateful thing. I want to do a happiness, like in my journal every morning, you know, just what am I happy about? I mean, it sounds too simple to be good, but it really works. It makes a difference. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. This has been nothing but a pleasure and I can't wait to do it again. Yes, thank oh, you. I agree. Thank you both. Thanks so much. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to us today, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can now find our podcast on YouTube. Yeah. If you liked it, please share, rate, and review. We love five stars. And we hope you'll work out with us online or in studio at hilliardstudiomethod.com.